0: you are better together with jesus than you are with anybody else if jesus is the key to every single person's need then why would you chase everything but him it takes revelation to cause separation the only way that a single person is going to remove, disconnect, avoid, push away, ignore, delete, block, relinquish, abandon, quit, renounce, discard, disregard, withdraw, leave behind, or vacate things or people that are going to be a distraction or a deterrent. They must have a revelation and an insight regarding his value in their life. The devil's job is to get you to believe the lie that God is taking too long to give you what you want. So you must take matters into your own hands until you can trust God with your needs. You will always be your own supply. Deception will always block reception. You can't hear good. Watch this. When your flesh feels good. Once a person believes a lie, about something then deception becomes listen the filter by which they see things now see i just had on some clear glasses i can see everything i can see clearly now but now everything looks shaded and deception happens when you believe the lie that god's way of getting whatever it is will not work or doesn't fit into your life schedule because a lot of us have problems not with what God said he can do, but when he's going to do it. When you going to do it, God? And some of y'all in this room think you're forcing God to do what you want him to do. That ain't how God works. You can't blackmail God. Stick him up, God. You said I'm going to be married. I'm about to turn 45 right now. What you going to do, God? What you... You become thirsty for things you will never, that will never quench your thirst. So you end up in multiple marriages, multiple relationships, multiple jobs, multiple business deals, multiple bad decisions. And next thing you know, you're doing that because you're deceived. See, deception is like bad breath. You don't know you have it. Here's my question. Are you willing to hear and adhere? Yes. So let's do our confession together. Say, this is God's word. Not Pastor Evan's word. I am who it says I am. I I I can do what it says I can do. I I can can be who it says I can be. be And I will have what it says I can have. have have. Today, Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the angels of God. Thank you, Father, for the principles that you have in your word that helps us to live out the abundant life on purpose. I pray that every single person who is watching me and who's physically here under the sound of my voice, and I pray today that breakthrough will take place. But most of all, I pray that they will hear something that will cause them to believe something. That will cause them to change something. That will get them in the position to receive something. And I thank you for doing what I can't do. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. God bless you. So if you are visiting us, uh, last week we started a new series entitled Better Together. Everybody say Better Together. Amen. And so the series... Uh, is a relationship series. I do this every September. And this is where I separate our church and our nine o'clock service is specifically designed for married people and uh, I do that for two reasons number one so our marriages can get stronger and they can be healthier and what I've learned as a pastor is that most married people will not go to counseling so I use this opportunity to counsel them right over the pulpit and so the second reason why I do the relationship series in September is to minister to you as single people so you can maximize your single life but also prepare you for any future marital relationships or any relationships uh, in general to help you function better and so uh, if you're here and you're married and you didn't know we were splitting our church well just sit through this and i believe as a married person you would appreciate being married praise the lord so, uh, if you're taking notes, in fact, if you need a copy of the notes, if you would raise your hand and our ushers will give you a copy. If you're watching online, there should be a link that you can click that will allow you to access the notes. But if you're taking notes or following me, today's title is Till Death Do Us Part. So just look at your neighbor and say, I don't know where he going with that. Till Death Do Us Part. Listen to the goal of the message today. The goal is to teach you as singles one principle that will help you experience a life of your dreams. How many have dreams in your life? You have dreams, you have goals, you have desires. Well, last week we learned that Jesus is the key to all you need as a single person. So we looked at Philippians chapter 4, which is where we're going to start And we're going to move forward. And for the sake of time, I'm going to teach you the lesson. I just may do it in an unsystematic way this morning, just for the sake of time. But Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, this is the verse that we used on last week. Read it with me if you would. It says, but my God shall supply all your need." According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And so last week, once we properly defined all the key words in that verse, the verse actually read this way. But my God shall furnish, complete, and satisfy whatever business, lack, necessity, or wants, according to his wealth, his possessions, and his abundance in Christ Jesus. In other words... In Christ Jesus, everything you need as a single person, God said he will supply, whether it was a demand or desire. Amen. And so that verse tells us exactly, listen, what God says he can do and what God says he will do. Because just because a person can do something doesn't mean that they will. Amen. Amen. So here's the question as we get started. What qualified the Philippian church to receive such an amazing promise? I mean, think about it. He said, my God shall supply all your need, all your desires, all your wants. He says, and it's going to be according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What in the world qualified the Philippian church for that? for that to take place in their life? What principle did they activate for that to happen? Well, God is a God of principles. Protocol and promises. Everybody say principles. protocol, Protocol and promises. And the principles, of course, is what God wants us to do. The protocol is how he wants us to go about doing it. And then, of course, the promises of the blessings uh, of the result of us obeying what he asked us to do. And so there was a principle that the Philippians had to activate to receive such an amazing promise. Because this is how the kingdom of God works. God works in; he has principles. And as a result of us activating the principles and obeying him, then he releases promises in our life. And so something had to happen for them to get such an amazing promise. Well, let's see what that may have been. We won't listen. The principle is not found in verse 19. So we're going to go back up to verse 15 and we're going to read it so we can identify what the principle is. And then I'm going to tie this into the message title, which is to death do us part. All right. Philippians chapter four, verse 15. It says, as you know, you Philippians, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. He says, as you know, you Philippians, you were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on to Macedonia. He said, no other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent some, some help, not only once, but again. Verse 17, he says, I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness verse 18 he says at the moment i have all that i need and more i am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me from epaphroditus they are a sweet smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and well pleasing to god notice that them helping paul was a well was a sacrifice well pleasing to god look at verse 19 then he says and this same god who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So it was the giving of the Philippian church that qualified them for this amazing promise that Paul gave them, which was God will meet all of their needs. So here's the question that I have as we jump into the lesson. How many of you have dreams? Of getting married one day. Raise your hand if you have a dream of getting married. Now, thank you very much. And that's the majority of you. And I'm pretty sure those of you who are watching online, you probably raised your hand or gave me a thumbs up as well. And you know what? That's good. You say, well, pastor, uh, I don't want to get married again. That's fine. But the majority of people in here... Let me see your hands again if you want to get married. Okay. Uh, so that's the majority. Amen. Everybody say, till death do us part. Amen. Now, this phrase typically... It came from a vow that people get, you know, did when they were married. As a matter of fact, this saying dates all the way back to 1549 uh, when it actually meant or was meant to be a decree for a husband and a wife. And what it meant is they could not be separated for any reason other than death. Now, you may be asking, well, pastor, what does this have to do with my dream of being married one day or whatever your dream may be? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Here's point number one, and that is dreams can be deposited or desired. So I'm talking about now, I'm going to tie in uh, the whole thing with till death do us part. I'm going to do that, but I want you to just follow me because a lot of times people are confused about whether God wants them to be married or not. Because they figure, hey, I'm this age, I'm this old, I've been married before, and so does God want me to be married? Well, that's not a hard question to answer. And, and so if you have a desire for that, these desires or dreams can be deposited or desired. Genesis chapter 37, I want to show you now that dreams uh, that you may have, some of them may come from God and some of them may come from you. Uh, in Genesis 37 it talks about Joseph and in verse 1 it says and Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan there are generations of Jacob Joseph being 17 years old he was feeding the flock with his brothers and the lad was with the sons of Bili and the sons of Zilpha his father's wives and Joseph brought to his uh his uh, brought up unto his father their evil report. He was a tattletale. Verse 3. Now, yeah, well, everybody had one of those in the family. Now, Israel, Jacob, he loved Joseph more than all his children. I wouldn't recommend that because he was the son of his own age, old age. And so he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that his father loved him more than all his other brethren, they hated him and they could not speak peaceably to him. Watch verse 5. It says, and Joseph did what church? He did what? He dreamed a what? He dreamed a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him the more. And he said to them, here, I pray you the dream. So he began to explain to them the dream. In verse eight, it says, and his brother said, shall you indeed reign over us? And shall you have dominion over us? And then the Bible says they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Watch verse nine and he dreamed what church yet another dream and he told that to his brother and the brothers and the same thing happened they ended up throwing him in the pit and ended up selling him into slavery so what's interesting about joseph's dream is this that it didn't say that god gave him the dreams even though god was involved in the dream it didn't say that god gave him the dream And so regardless of how he received the dream, I want you to hear me somewhere along this journey that he got this dream, whether God gave it to him or whether he he just had the dream himself, it doesn't matter. Here's the point that I want you to see somewhere along the way, life happened and Joseph forgot about the dream. In fact, let's go to Genesis chapter 42 and then we'll jump right into this. Genesis 42, something happened and that's what happens to you and me life happens sometimes and because things didn't happen the way we planned it to uh life doesn't come out the way we thought it would and so it says in verse 7 of genesis 42 and joseph saw his brothers this is actually he figured out that they were his brothers and he knew them but he made himself strange unto them and he spoke roughly to them and so he says, hey, where do you come from? And they said to him, we came from the land of Canaan to buy some food. Watch verse 8. And Joseph knew his brothers, but they did not know him. Read this with me. And Joseph... What, what happened? What happened? He remembered what? Okay, so if he remembered the, the dream, that means somewhere along the way he forgot it. And sometimes that's what happens Life starts happening and we have dreams and we have desires and we, you know, we have prayers that we want God to do some things. But because God seems to be taking longer than what we anticipated, we tend to forget about the dreams and the desires. And that's what happened to Joseph. The Bible says he remembered the dreams, which means somewhere along the way that he forgot them, which implies, watch this now. I'm just going to put this in as an additive. Joseph was not driven by his dreams. Because if you forgot it. That means you weren't driven by it. Amen. Everybody say dreams can be deposited or desired. Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the husband of your heart. You say, well, they don't say that. He said to give you the desires. If you want a husband, how many want a husband? How many want a wife? Uh, He said he'd give you the desires of your heart. But then he says in verse 5, he said, "But, but you need to do something. He said, but I need you to commit your way to me and trust in me. And then he says, and I will bring it to pass. Can I just say something right here? If you're still single, you don't need a husband right now. If you're a man, and if you're still single, you don't need a wife right now. Because if he said he would supply your need according to his riches and glory, which by the way, God's not broke right now, that means whatever you need, he has the supply for. So if for some reason I don't have what I think I want, it's because I don't need it. Amen. Somewhere along the way, Pat God knew Pastor Eben needed First lady. Amen. You know, listen, the best way to get married is to get busy in the kingdom. Oh, that's the best way. I know that ain't what you want to hear. No. seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be. Oh, so you want an added wife, but you ain't. Listen, let me tell you something. God gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. You don't need to help me because you ain't doing nothing to need some help. Hello. God knew I needed some help. Let me tell you something. He knew. He said, oh, that Evan going to need some help with that church. So I need to send first. Lady. Let me tell you something about God too. God will send you. Because some of us don't think God knows our taste. Oh, he he, he know what you like. Come on now, if he, if he ugly to you, he ugly to God too. Don't worry about it. Ugh. Y'all don't get me started. Don't, don't, don't do it. Sit down, Evan. Sit down. Sit down. Watch the amplified version of Psalm 37. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Listen to the easy to read version. It says, enjoy serving the Lord and he will give you whatever you ask for. Wow. Verse five, depend on the Lord, trust in him and he will help you. Verse six, he will make it as clear as day that you are, that you are right. He will make it clear as day. And somewhere along your journey of life, you're going to have to trust God with your dreams or your desires that he gave you. So here's a take-home statement. Here's a take-home thought, rather. Here's a take-home thought. Why why would God put a whole plan in a half-heart? Thank you for those scattered claps. All of those moans and woe and oh my God. I'm going to say it again. Why would God put a whole plan in a half-heart? Thank you. Thank you. No, no, no. And that's the problem. We want to give God half of our heart. And for him to give us a whole blessing. But it doesn't work like that. See, the reason some of y'all are not married is because your husband or your wife would become your God. So God is not going to replace himself with some fool. He's not going to do that. So here's point number two, and here's where we're gonna end right here. Oh my god, Lord Jesus, please help me communicate this because this is so powerful. Because let me tell you something. I know how to I know how to get married. I'm married. If y'all notice it didn't it didn't take that long, did it? Yeah, yeah. One of the principles is I wasn't looking like y'all. Okay. Here's point number two. Here's point number two. This is so good. This is point number two. You ready? Dreams must die if you want to see them live. I'm going to say that again. Dreams must die if you want to see them live. In John chapter 12, in verse 23, Jesus was talking. He said something very powerful This is a principle that you can live by. It says, and Jesus answered them and said, the hours come that the son of man should be glorified. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, except the corn of wheat falls into the ground. And what's the next two words, church? Come on, church. It's not just good enough for you to give your life to the Lord. It said, no, 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 no. It said, except the corn of wheat falls into the ground and then dies he says until it dies it abides alone but once it dies it will produce it says much fruit he that loves his life shall lose it and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it until a life eternal. If any man serve me, Jesus said, let him follow me and where I am, there will my servant be also. And if any man serve me, him will my father honor. Listen, church, here we go. Until you can trust God with your dreams, it remains alive. Until you can trust God with that future husband or wife until you can trust him with that dream that dream stays alive but the moment you decide to trust him with it then and only then will it die and produce and some of you the dream is still alive you haven't had the faith enough to give that to God and leave it there. See, the, mo- the the fact that you keep picking it up shows that it ain't dead. I ain't never seen a dead man at a funeral get up out the casket and be like, I'm hungry. Can somebody bring me some church's chicken? No, no, no. No, no. He said, except a corner of wheat fall into the ground and die. And see, some of you are your dream to get married. I know it's your dream. I know it's been a long time. But I also know another thing that, listen, until you learn to die with the dream now, you listen, you will die with the manifestation later. You said, what do you mean? See, if you don't learn how to die now, you really think you're going to die when you get married. Because see... You can't have two live people in a marriage. Somebody gotta die. See, no, you said, what do you mean? I'm saying your flesh. See, you're, see, you ain't saved till you get married. That's, I'm saved. I'm, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's good. But when you get married, you know that spiritual part of you that love God and all that? You ain't got nobody to talk to in the morning but yourself. If you ain't in a good mood, you don't care. Cause you ain't got to talk to yourself. No, no, you don't know you spiritual till your flesh is challenged. And see, some of y'all think you're ready to be married. You're not ready. If you, listen, if you were ready, you would be married right now. Because, th- th- because if, if, okay, if you needed a spouse right now, you would have them because God said he would supply what? Okay, so if you needed it and God hasn't supplied it, that makes him a liar. If he doesn't supply, that makes him a liar. Which says now, we know he's not a liar. That means you don't need it right now. What you need to be asking is God, why am I not in a position to need him? Because see, God wants you to need him first. Yes. So I'm out of time. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let me let me tie this, this whole uh, dreams have to die. Let's tie this in together. So here's the question. So how, how, how do I die to get what I want? I'm, I, I'm willing to die to get what I want. I mean, if you tell me, uh, Pastor Edmund, uh, tell you what, if you will do, let's say, uh, I wasn't married and I was engaged to first lady and, uh, you said, Pastor, if you will give me 10 pushups, I will pay for you and first lady's honeymoon. I might struggle, but I'm going to give you 10. If, it, if it's something that I want bad enough, then I will surrender to the criteria. So here's the question. How do I die to get what I want? Amen. Watch this, if I don't believe, the only reason you don't surrender this, this dream, the only reason you don't surrender it to God, watch this now, is because you don't believe he could resurrect it. He says, unless a corn of wheat falls into the ground and... Unless your desire to getting married falls into the ground and... It abides alone. He said, so the only reason you haven't given it to him and let him have it so it can die is because you don't believe he could resurrect it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17, it says, and it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son. Why was he able to sacrifice his son or willing to do that? Why was he willing to give up his dream? Verse 18, even though God had told him Isaac is going to be your descendant, verse 19, here's why he was able to do that. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. Do you know that if you will surrender this dream to God and let it die, God can resurrect this thing up? Yeah. That's true. That's true. So let's go back to my story as I close. Look at your neighbor and say, he closing right now. He closing. So I had, I didn't, I didn't think I'd get married again because I didn't think it was something that I wanted to do. Not that marriage was such a terrible experience. Because you can't throw the whole baby out with the bathwater. You can't do that. Okay. But it doesn't matter. I, I'm, I was single. So I'm like, okay, Lord, here's what I did. I got to a point where I said, okay, because things started happening that y'all didn't know about. Like, I I, I I was getting calls from burner phones. Y'all know what a burner phone is? How many know what a burner phone is? Oh, y'all. Well, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I was getting calls from burner phones. And they were smart, too, because what they would do is they would call. I don't answer numbers that I don't know. They would call. It would go into voicemail. They would know it's my voice because it's me. And so then they know it's me, so then they start texting. So I started getting calls from that. I started getting stalked, you know, when when some of my staff be like, Pastor, do not come. There are some people sitting in the parking lot waiting on you right now. Oh, it was getting. And so the reality hit me was, okay, Eben, uh, do you want this to be your way of life? So finally, this is what I said, because I'ma tell you something, I know y'all wanna be married, but it's actually easy to be single. You ain't gotta tell nobody nothing. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta... You ain't gotta have no argument with a budget or nothing, like... You can buy whatever car you wanna buy, you ain't gotta pray, you ain't gotta fast, you just look at your budget and just buy the car. But I, I, I got to the point where this was my heart. I want you to hear this. Because this is how you get married. I'm about to tell you how to get married. Right here. This is how you do it. I said, you know what, Lord? Whatever is best for me is what I want for me. Watch this. Whatever is best for my assignment is what I want for me. And so if that's what you want for me, I'm good with that. And so, with that kind of prayer, that's a real prayer right there. I meant that prayer too. And then all of a sudden, I meet this lady who was fanning while she was talking to me. Let me tell you something. You could not have picked the best person for my life. I ain't saying that for y'all to clap either. No, no, no. No, no. Yeah. Well, first of all, yeah, yeah. how many have been here more than five years? Been here a member five years? Y'all know I'm happy? Y'all can see it, can't you? Be like, Pastor, you look happy. I am. No, 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 but check this out. You cannot orchestrate that. You, human wisdom cannot put together what God put together. But what I want you to know is that if you will, listen, listen, if you will let your dream of being married die, the same way he brought first lady to me is the same way he will bring whoever he needs to you. Because the grace to get married is in this church right now. God is waiting to see if you going to stop compromising on foolishness. you know he ain't saved. See, the proof that you don't have faith for a saved man is because you keep playing around with the unsaved ones. Oh, yeah, that's your proof right there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because if you really believe God can save, send you a saved man, you wouldn't even give these unsaved men the time of day. So, Abraham, the Bible says, he trusted that God was able to raise Isaac up from the grave out of dust to give him his dream. I don't know where your future spouse is, but what I do know is that God knows where they are. He knows where you need to be. This is good right here. He knows where you need to be, what day you need to be there, the time you need to be, who you need to be around, what you need to have on, the right perfume or cologne you're supposed to wear that day. God knows everything about the scenario. He already got it set up. All you got to do is trust Him. And until they come, I ain't waiting on Junior. I'm waiting on the Lord. That's who I'm waiting on. So guess what? So if you listen, if you waiting on Junior, you're gonna be waiting a long time. If you wait on the Lord, guess what? The Lord is a fulfillment of His promises. He will give you what you desire. So let's stop right here because I feel like there's a group of y'all. The the dream keep resurrecting itself. Cause it ain't dead. You ain't let it die. Put it on the altar. This is this how y'all be. This is this is your husband, future husband. Lord, I don't know where he is, but uh, but I'm trusting that you're gonna bring Boaz my way. And so, Lord, I believe. And so, Lord, I'm gonna give you this right here. And you know, uh, I I ain't gonna bring it back up again, Lord. And and uh, you put him on the altar. A couple of hours go by. Not a couple of days, a couple of hours. You don't pick it back up, but you want to. You say, well, how do you pick it back up? You pick it back up. The Bible said, Jesus said, take no thought, saying. You take it by what you say. So... If they're dead, they're dead. I'm not talking around, going around talking about dead people. Now, I mean, I'm not talking about like honor, like, you know, I miss my dad or I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, well, you just parading around, just, no, no, if it's dead, I'm going to give it to him. And you know, so watch this. So when the memories or the desire, let's say that when the desire of wanting that comes back, cause you see, you see me and first lady booed up. Which, by the way, that's just how it's going to be. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I know people are not used to kissing and all that stuff in church. The Bible says the marriage bed is undefiled. So I'm going to do some kissing. Okay. We got the same love language, so we don't care. So if you, did, you know, our kids be mad at being, oh, oh, we don't want to see that. Tough. When the desire surfaced back up. Faith says that dream has been given to God. I've let it die. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to thank God because according to Philippians four, he said he would supply how much. So I'm not going to cry about it. I ain't going to go into this deep depression and, and get all, some of y'all on medication right now because you're depressed. No, 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 no. Just say, you know what? Lord, I thank you that she's on the way if you're a man. I thank you, Lord, that he's on the way. And until then, I have to keep that straight now. God, when I need it, everybody say when I need it. When I need it, it, he will supply it. Which means you don't need it right now. So what do you need to be doing? You need to be seeking first the kingdom. Because let me tell you something: that's going to come a day when you get married, you ain't gonna be able to do all that fasting and praying and stuff. Your husband's gonna be like, "Girl, you better go in there and cook." No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Talking about you fasting and praying before the Lord. <laughs> well, we don't. We, ain't, we don't. Well, first lady can't cook, but you know, we ain't got time for that. So you know, we 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 ha- we hire cooks. We have multiple cooks. They all work at Papa Do's, but we got them. <laughs> I let the dream die. I let it die. It's time for you to let it die. Maybe next week we will have funeral. I think I might do that. I think I'm going to get a casket. Put it right up here. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to put we need to put all the dreams in there. Just let let it die. Because if it, if it doesn't, if it remains by itself, it says it will not produce fruit. But when it dies, it will produce much fruit. Some of you all need to have a funeral. Yeah, I know some of y'all like, I ain't ready for that. That's fine. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, thank you for being patient. Thank you, Lord. So, we did something last week. I don't know if it was last week or the week before last, but let me tell you what's surfacing in my spirit again. Jesus said in the in, in Mark 11, he talks about faith. He says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. But if you continue to read, it goes on to say, and if you have ought against any, he says, I want you to forgive them. He says, because when you forgive them, he says, your father in heaven will forgive you. And there are some of you in this room that are still struggling with Forgiveness. God cannot schedule this person for your life because you're still holding on to the pain that someone else brought. Listen, it is to your advantage to let this go. It's to your advantage to let your past go. You say, well, 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 pastor, I need counseling. No, no, you just need forgiveness. Sometimes we we try to replace man-made methods with Bible principles. You just need to let it go. And so there are some people that just need to let some previous pain of relationships go. And when you let them go, God will let them go. He says, listen, you have to forgive. And then it says, then your father, which is in heaven, will forgive you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I do know one thing. He's way wait- What if I said to you, your spouse is one forgiveness away? Would that motivate you more to go ahead and do it? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person who has a dream to get married. Those who are watching, who have a dream to get married. Or those who may have a dream for a business or whatever it is. A dream for a child, whatever. What I do know, God, is that the dream they have must die so that it can produce fruit. And I pray that you will give them the faith that you're able to resurrect even dead things from the grave. And I thank you for what you're doing in every heart in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. whatever every head still by. Here's my question. If you die today.